0: The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And all I got to say is, so sweet victory. That's right. At home, in the Mecca, our house, Raiders, 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 all the way out to the parking lot and beyond. Felt bad for some of them Jet fans. You gotta love it. That's what this show is all about. That's right, folks. Show 213. Before we get into the action, we have an announcement from the D.C. Metro Booster Club. That's right. That's over there in Washington. There's a three-day event going on 24th, 25th, and 26th of October for the Baltimore Blackbirds game. That's right. The game is Sunday, October 26th at 1 p.m. They're having a fun weekend in Baltimore. They got raffles, things going on Saturday, October 25th from 5 to 9 p.m. The DCM Raiders charity party at Hooters on the Harbor. 301 Light Street. Be there. Cover charges, 35 ponies. You won't regret it. Have some fun. It goes to a worthy cause. 9 p.m. Zombie Bar Tour. Mount Vernon, Baltimore, Maryland. That's right. A pre-Halloween party sponsored by Lindy Promotions, Miller Lite, and Radio Station 100.7 and Baltimore. City paper. Best Costume Prizes Dance Contest. prizes, 15 bucks. Wear your Raiders finest Halloween costumes. And that's how we roll every Sunday, folks. So it should be tough. You guys should be ready to roll. I say Gorilla Rilla takes it all. And Sunday, October 26th, the game, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Tailgate Party, Lot J, MT Stadium. Cover charge 20 bucks. That's nothing. Children under 10, 5 bucks. Bring your own beer or liquor. Food, sodas, and water are provided. And I am sure they will put on a party and a half. Cause Peggy, that's right, she's a rocking and rolling, great Raider lady. I'm telling you right now. She knows her shit. 202 341 4958. Get on it. Check it out. Or you can get www.dcmraiders.com. Check the site out. Get all the information. Thanks to Rodney Scott, the president. And of course, the lovely Peggy Holmes, secretary, and Sean Carr, the founder. The Raiders go far and wide. This is just another event. And they know how to roll. And trust me, if you are a Raider fan in the area thinking about going to this game, you better get your ass there because you're going to miss out because when the Raiders roll, they roll big. And I know Peggy's going to put on a soiree for the nation. Uh, let's see. One other tidbit here. Let's see what's going on here. Oh, that's right. Mike Nolan is toast. Yeah! yeah! That's right. The coach of the 49ers was dropped, blown up, left in the cold this week. That's right. The 49ers are headless, and you got to love that, especially if you live in the Bay Area.
1: I-, I love it. I
0: love it. One other quick note. The Patriots blew out the Bronco Hose, and you got to love that because now they're within reach of the Raiders. Can you believe it? We still have a chance to win the AFC West, folks, it is not impossible. Things can happen for the Raiders, that's for sure. This season's turned out pretty wild. You got to admit it. Let's get out of what's on the show right now. Yeah. Yeah. Old town. Do you know about my city?
2: Old town. The city of old. Old Town. Oh, don't you know?
0: Old
2: Town. Do you know about my city? Old town. The city of old. Okay. Oh, don't you know. Now let's take a little trip down
0: memory lane. On today's show, we have Al Davis does it right. That's right. Big Al put on a big bash for Gene Upshaw. That was attended by family, friends, coaches, and players alike. It was a great event, and I'll tell you a little bit about that. We are going to hit the post game for the J-E-T-S. Lost, lost, lost. I love it. Spread far Spread far Yeah, that's right. Brett Favre came, ate a little bit of the Oakland turf, and left. You gotta love it. Then, of course, we'll hit the pregame for the Blackbirds. That's coming up next Sunday. And then, of course, you guys came in big once again on the bone line man you guys are coming in strong got some great takes we're gonna hit on those two it's all happening here on Raider nation podcast so let's get to our first story of the day that's right just in the middle of all the turmoil and everything that's going on in raider land or wonderland or you know what i'm talking about dysfunction junction lately and you're just thinking that things can't get any worse well here's a time when things got better here's a time when the, the sky parted the clouds moved out and the sunshine beamed into alameda With all the bashing of Al Davis, he should actually be given a great deal of credit for this week for putting together a tremendous tribute to Raiders great Gene Upshaw, who suddenly and shockingly died earlier this year with pancreatic cancer. Davis had over 120 former Raiders flown into Oakland Saturday night for a tribute to the late NFLPA executive director. According to those present, Davis actually handled much of the ceremony himself. All of the duties, and he did a phenomenal job. He invited just about everyone who's ever played with Upshaw, and each table on a microphone where players were asked to stand and give a great Upshaw story. John Madden, of course, was there. The legendary coach and broadcaster talked about coming into the league together with Upshaw, those present said his speech was unbelievable. You can imagine his speech. Upshaw was drafted in 1967, and Madden joined the Raiders staff the same year. While the Raiders have come under strong fire for the soap operas and their recent coaching situation, kudos to Davis for opening his wallet and his checkbook to do a great job on that night's tribute with class. And I can imagine it was with class because there there's media there and they witnessed the whole thing. I have no doubt that he should have kudos because Davis, Mr. Davis knows his players and he certainly knew this generation of players. And I do think Al feels especially comfortable with these guys, and I'm sure he did a great job. And it's nice to get some positive freaking news out of Alameda for a doggone change. you got to love that. And I'll tell you right now, kudos to you, Al. As much as you do wrong, I got to give you props when you do stuff right, and that was a good thing. Many of the players went down and talked to the players of today, of that game, and tried to inspire them into a victory, which we ended up getting Hoo-yah! <laughs> that day after an overtime kick by Jan Okowski. I don't think I'm going to have to call him Jan Chokunafish Bonsky for quite some time. So before we get further or any further along let us move on to the next story the post game for the jets lost 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 <laughs> I love it. Okay, man, I got to tell you this. The tailgate was very somber. People were very serious. And all that was expected, I think, from the entire Raider Nation was just give us a game. That's all we really wanted to see. We just wanted to see some competition on the field, no blowouts, no runaway You know, points. Uh, not looking from behind, just some good, strong competition. Good defense, good offense, a good effort. And boy, oh boy, did we see it. In the 16-13 victory over the New York Jets on Sunday, at home, in our house, for the first time this season, I can say the Raider Nation had been quenched from the drought they had been suffering for the entire year so far. The fans were electric. The noise was deafening. It was crazy. It was crazy game. It was emotions from one end of the spectrum to the other. And ultimately, Tom, the cable guy, or we'll call him now basic cable until he gets to be enhanced cable, did a job. Him and Greg Knapp called a pretty doggone good game with some great surprise plays that would blow me away if I'd have to have someone tell me about him if I didn't see see him for myself. Let me just give it out right now. I got game balls to give to everybody. Right now, first of all and foremost, Sebastian Janikowski, just unbelievable leg He did miss a 40-yarder early in the game, but he made it all up with the 57-yard record-breaking kick. That's right. Right through the uprights to win the game, to crush the Jets' hope. It was beautiful to see Brett Favre's head sinking down to his chest. I love it. Mangini just put his clipboard down and walked solemnly to the middle of the field. Jan Okowski ripped their hearts out, and I love it. Don't get me wrong. The Raiders tried to give this game away many times, and everybody in the stands was just on standing up the whole game. The whole overtime, I don't think anybody took their seat. It was amazing. I must also give a game ball to the offense. That's right. The offense that looks shaky and always sometimes not sure whether things are going to happen They managed to sustain some great drives, and there were flashes of excellence. Javon Walker, Javon Walker, he was awesome. (laughs) He came from nowhere. Five for 75 and a touchdown. He was there. Jamarcus Russell, let me tell you right now, he would roll way out as cool as he could be. And threw a bullet to Walker. He threw bullets to Zach Miller. A nice touch on D on some screens that were very productive. I will tell you, Jamarcus, I take my hats off to you this game because you have shown a cool cat. I hope you continue to improve this way. 17 of 30 for 203 yards and one touchdown and no interceptions. It's not a blazing stat, but I'll take it because a victory came with it. You guarded the ball. You did a good job. You didn't lose it, thank goodness, and that was a very big improvement. Plus, I think you showed some style. You showed some class, and your accuracy was much improved given the couple that you threw off were pretty bad. But I have to give you kudos Great game by the quarterback. Great vision by the quarterback. The toss to Darren McFadden out of the backfield was crazy. That was a great 25-yard run, and he looked just every bit as good as he could be. Justin Vargas, once again, the hammer. 28 carries for 74 yards. Kept blowing in, blowing in. Just crazy. Excellent job by all the running backs. And then Ches Shillings, uh, his first start, not to be bad, and it won't be his last either because he caught some pretty crazy balls. Good for him. Gabriel Wilson, what can I say? What a stud. He was worth every penny we gave to him. He's huge. The mammoth interception in the second to just... Stifle, Brett Favre and the Jets, it was great. Their methodical drive was put down. It was beautiful right there in the end zone. Great, great, great job. Trevor Scott, where the heck did you come from? Two sacks, one force fumble. I love it, man. You are here to stay. Thanks for showing up, man, because you did the deal. And Sam Williams put a hit, and I mean on Damian Woody, right out of his cleats on a run back, Just insane. The entire team went forward, except for Woody, who was off the ground in the grasp of Sam Williams. It was beautiful. And the entire stadium went, <gasps> it was great. Ricky Brown gets it for seven tackles, man. That guy was great. And so does D'Angelo Hall for his interception, his long awaited interception, which is an easy one, but he did his job. He didn't give away a lot of a lot of room. Uh we did give away over 150 yards running, but it was at the right time and certainly didn't hurt us on the scoreboard. I gotta say that. And basic cable gets a thumbs up too because he called a good game. I don't know who was making the play calling. I know the fake punt was a tremendous boost to everybody in the stadium. Everybody was amazed. Let's keep doing that kind of stuff because you got to love it. I'll say this. We got 85 yards and penalties. That's no fun. That looks like the last couple years too. So we definitely have to get a handle on that. But I just think maybe no excuses, but these guys are playing on edge. They wanted to win. They really put things out there. Quaim uh, Harris, though, man, you you got to get it together and line up uh, behind the line of scrimmage, Padna. And uh, your false starts are killing us. But other than that, man, it was a good game. It was great to see the Raider Nation coming out of the stadium screaming, Raiders! Raiders!
1: Raiders! Raiders!
0: You can't believe the difference it makes in the stadium when we win a game. It's so tremendous. What a difference, man. What a difference from walking out in defeat. I have to give a thumbs up to the team. They all played very well. And I got to tell you this. It was a game that just kept you entertained from the beginning to the end. That's all we asked for. And then we got the win on top of it. hoo That's what I got to say. Thank you, Raiders. Thank you, Tom Cable. Thank you, everybody, for making this happen. The fans came in huge. Tom Cable came in huge, said it, meant it. It was true because it was crazy loud. Brett Favre got stuffed. He was on his back. He was rushed all day long. Our defense was tremendous, just tremendous. So as far as I'm concerned, we do have some ways to go. But the sputtering offense that I talked about before is starting to get going. I like the way they're going. And I certainly like the way Jamarcus Russell has adjusted this week. Great time. Good game. We needed every pass he made. And if he could have made a couple more, it would have made a big difference in the game. So kudos to the Raiders. Kudos to the Raider Nation. And it was awesome. The tailgate was off the hook. Thank you, Kingsford Kirk. And crew, because you guys are rocking. We got some video of those guys on the videocast. When Randy gets it up, you guys check it out, because it's the bomb. Raider Jerry, Tokai Raider, the Preacher, and Sexy Raider Chick were there. A lot of people, you'll get to see the video. It was really, really cool. Great game to be at, man. I'm telling you, there's nothing like being at the Coliseum when we have a victory. Ain't a doggone thing like it. You got to be there. And that's all I have to say about that. Not really. It was a great game. <laughs> That's all i got to say about that now. Okay, let's see. What do we got now? Oh, it's the pregame for the Blackbirds.
3: Blackbirds singing in the dead of night.
0: Take these broken wings and learn to fly. All your life. We're
3: only waiting for this moment to arise.
0: That's right. We're playing the Black Bades. The Blackbirds in Baltimore. That's right. There's some interesting things going on here between the Baltimore Ravens and the Oakland Raiders. First of all, we're seven-point dogs. That's right. That's how much respect we're getting. Seven-point dogs to the... Used to be best defense in the league, getting long in the tooth. They can put together a very good defensive scheme. However, you know why? Because Rex Ryan's their defensive coordinator. That's correct. And they have, yes, guess who? Who do we give up? I think we did. We give up Fabian Washington, and he's playing an excellent role there in Baltimore. So we'll definitely have to play a game plan for him. The Ravens out of the AFC North don't look bad in their division. They're three and three, and John Harbaugh. Harbra, <laughs> I'll I'll never get it right, but you know who I'm trying to say He's uh, putting this team together pretty good. Uh, th- but there's some things that are in our favor there in this game. Chris McAllister, their number one star cornerback, has been benched for. Team rule violations, if you can believe that. Hard to believe in this day and age that's happening, but good for us because that gives Jamarcus an opportunity to hit some balls out there, and it also gives our wide receivers a chance to make things happen. Now, they have a good quarterback, Joe, Joe Flauco, Falco Flau <laughs> Flacco, gosh. It's late. I'm tired. Give me a break. Joe Flacco, yes, he's a great quarterback, rookie season this year, and he's been throwing the ball very, very well. He is a rookie, and he does make rookie mistakes. Now, his line's pretty good, give him pretty good protection so far, but we can get to him. Their offense is spotty, just like ours, and sputters and sputters out, and their third-down conversion ratio is not good. But their defense, not as, even though they're old and long in the tooth, is very good on third-down holds, just like ours. It should be a defensive battle, big time. One good thing in our favor is they are turnover-prone, big time. And they do have a very weak special teams. I'll tell you that for sure, too. Two of those things which our team will take advantage of, I'm hoping, on this trip to Baltimore. Away games are always very hard, but I think we can win this game, and I wouldn't tell you unless I thought we could. This is a good game for us to test and see if we're progressing and going in the right direction. It sure would be nice to put up a game more closer to those doggone bronca hoes and scare Shanerad senseless because it would be great to go to their house and beat their ass too. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. The Baltimore Ravens have us on the line of losers. That's right. Winnable games, they say Oakland, Miami, and the Bengals or the Bungles were on their losing roster this season, they were sure that they should they should be able to win these games. I don't think so. Now, they did beat the Colts, but the Colts has a very weak defense and got no pressure on Flacco, and I think that's not going to be the case when we go. They are good against the rush, but then again, so were the Jets, number three in the league, and we showed that we could run on them. I think our running game, if we stay with it and we use our special teams We could win this game in a convincing manner, not by just three points in overtime. We could go in there and make a statement. I totally think it's possible. We just have to settle down and play like we know we can play. We have the players. The matchup looks very, very good. I know that seven points is a lot, and I know Vegas doesn't make mistakes very often. But I just feel, and I know feel is is not a good word for Raider fans, but I do. I just feel that we have a possibility to pull it out. I think our team is ready for it. I think our coaching staff is ready for it. And I hope that Greg Knapp is ready for it because we can't have sitting on a lead going on anymore this season. We have to go out to rip people's throats out and continue to try to put points on the board and not end up in overtime like we did that last game. Thank you, Jan Okowski. Now that's about it for the pregame. We do have an opportunity to win. Don't forget the DC Boosters parties, man, because that's going to be a hell of a weekend. they got a lot of people calling, so get in there early, get in there often, make a donation. Come on, you can do it, write it off, whatever. It'll be a great time, man. There's nothing like the Raider Nation out of town there's nothing like the Raider Nation when we converge on a city like they're going to do there in Baltimore. I wish I could be there with you guys because I know you East Coasters know how to roll because you're Raider Nation. That's why. That's how I know. So you guys have a good time of that game. And that's about it. That's all I got to say about that. Okay, Raider Nation, you asked for it, you got it. The Bone Line. <laughs> To the bone. B-b-b-b-b-b-fire. B-b-b-b-b-b-fire. That's right. We're hitting the bone line now. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Get on the bone. Throw us a bone and get on there and throw your bonies out so the Raider Nation can hear what you're saying. That's right. So let's see... Who do we have on the bone line? we got a lot of you guys, so bear with me, man. I'm doing my best. Who's first? We got Ray Steve in Las Vegas. Hit it, partner.
4: Yeah! Jeno made the kick, baby! Woo! Later, Greg, man. Jeno did it. I can't believe it. I thought. I thought the
5: whole game that the Raiders were coming up with new and interesting ways to rip their hearts out of the fans, man. And I'm just so... I can't fucking believe it, man. I've been spending all week thinking about... I was going to call with a rant about how pissed off I am. And I still have that rant to say, but I'm just going to let it sit for a week because I feel so good right now. That was fucking awesome. And pardon my French, I'm just so happy... And you guys are the first ones I called. Go Raiders! Let's do it again next week! Let's turn this shit around!
2: This is Raider Steve in Vegas. I'm out.
0: Raider Steve, that's right. New and improved ways of ripping your heart out through your ass. That's right. But we won. We got a victory. It's good to hear from you, Steve, man, in Las Vegas. And who we got next? Double X Raider. Hit it, brother.
6: Hey, what's going on, Raider Nation and Raider Greg? And it's the Double X Raider on the East Coast. Hey, I must say the last two podcasts, remember, were off the chain and on the point, man. They were funny, but they were sad all in the same breath, man, because you hit all the topics, man, and they were right on. I mean, right on. It's amazing that it seems like the Raider Nation is the only people that actually see what's going on inside that organization, man. Unbelievable, man. As a Raider fan, man, I must say, you know, it's hard. It's hard to be a Raider fan right now, man, because we're taking an ass-whooping from the media, we're taking an ass-whooping from all these other teams, and we're taking an ass-whooping from the organization, man. What are we going to do? Man, now watching that press conference, man, I thought that thing was crazy. But but what it did, it did shed some light on some things. Hopefully, I'm sure some of it might have been true, and I'm sure a lot of it probably was not true. Propaganda from that asshole John Herrera. But, you know, what can we do, man? All we got to do is grin and bear it, man, and uh, stand up for the Raiders, man, or stand up for the nation. Now, Warren Sapp, man, he was killing me. You know, when he was with the Raiders, man, he didn't have nothing bad to say. And his mouth is way too damn big to keep it shut if all of that stuff was going on, man. So I think he was just blowing smoke, man, just to hype up his his new profession. Uh, You know, the guy, I don't know what to say about him. He just kills me and the Saints game. Now, we just took a ass whooping on the Saints game. I mean, there was no way, no other way to put it, man. We got our ass beat beat down. After the first two possessions, we were done. Now, I think they played a whole lot better on the Kiffin. Who knows, maybe all the turmoil has been going on for the last 5 weeks caught up to them, and they were kind of like, you know, whatever, man, you know. We just we just had trying to make a paycheck. I don't know, man, but it it didn't seem like a uh, they play with any enthusiasm after the first couple of series to me, but, you know, who knows what's going on, man. You know, but, I, you know, we've been down this road before, man, and every time it happens it's it's all because, of what, at least for me, when I look at it, when you hear the media say, yeah, it's this Gruden's team and Kiffin's team, and they're making progress, it seems like every once that's said, once it's, once it's no more Al's team, those guys get fired. You know, Gruden, it was Gruden's team. Next thing you know, he was out the door. Kiffin's team, making progress, doing well. Out the door, so uh, I think it's a little ego thing going on there. But you know, as long as Al's there, man, ain't nothing we can do with except hold our breath, man, and and hopefully somebody will steal his damn walker, man, and uh, prevent his ass from getting to the game and or several games, like for the whole year. And uh, we may may be able to hold on, man. But the sun will shine on the Raiders once again, and I just don't think it's going to be this year. Also, I guess we're going to have another coaching change, just due to the fact that none of our coaches, none. Offensive coaches, that is, has any uh, contracts passed this year. And if they do, it's only a couple guys. So uh, I would expect another coaching change, which in turn is going to really screw us. So you you can effectively say that uh, we're going to be put behind the power curve for another two years at least before this team will actually start to do something and, and make some damage in the NFL. Needless to say, hey, I'll still be at the game in Miami. So uh, hopefully I'll see some Raider fans out there, man, we get our drink on and uh, and cheer our team on because I love me some Raiders. <laughs> Even though it's hard right now. It's real hard, man. But keep up the great work and go Raider Nation. Peace out, man. Double X Raider.
0: Well, man, you got it right. You know, uh, Warren Sapp, though, man, you just tell it like he sees it. Yeah, he's got a big mouth and he goes off. It's convenient that he's trying to build himself up right now. But, man, you know what he said. <laughs> You can't argue too much of it, but I don't worry about that stuff now, man, because when you made this record we hadn't beat the Jets yet, and I'm sure you're feeling a whole lot better just like I am. So, man, we're rolling into here, and Miami should be a great time for you, man. It's a great city. They got great fans. It's a beautiful stadium, I think, and uh, you'll have a good time because Raider Nation rolls hard in Miami, so you will have fun. Keep it up, man. You're doing a great job. Just you're Raider Nation, man. You gotta hang in there just like the rest of it. We got a long, long couple years coming, but we have a good team. So know that. And we're not gonna be that bad. We got a lot of first-round draft picks, man. A lot of young guys. This team is growing. So who do we have next on the bone line? We got Raider Tim from Oklahoma.
3: Hey, what's up, Raider Nation? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is uh, Tim Fountain, Raider Tim, calling from Oklahoma. I've had quite a time since I've last called the podcast. Got into a uh, nest of wasps, so I've been uh, out of commission for quite some time. But uh, been keeping up with my raiders, been listening to the podcast when I can, and um, just want to let you know that. Uh, I will be possibly going to the Oakland-Kansas City game when Kansas City comes up to you guys' place, comes up to the Coliseum, possibly flying out there pretty soon. Hopefully I'll get to see uh, y'all up there. And uh, if I do get to head up there, I will definitely try to catch y'all guys during the tailgate. Beforehand, I wanted to get your opinion on something, Raider Greg. What is your opinion on... Al Davis, I know you love him, but uh, what is your opinion on the way he's handled the Lane Kiffin situation? On the podcast I missed, uh, I think you addressed that, I don't know. But tell me what your opinion is on that, on the way he's handled the Lane Kiffin situation and appointing Tom Cale as the head coach. I'll try to catch the next podcast, and until then, go Raiders.
0: Well, Raider Tim... Wasps, huh? Well, they could be something. I bet you they were yellow jackets because I call them devil bugs because that's what they are. They're devil bugs. They don't let you go of you. Well, Raider Tim, yes, I can't wait to see you, man. We'll be welcoming you at the tailgate for sure. And I guess you missed my show because I went through this whole drama about the Al Davis Lane Kiffin firing. I went through the whole thing on our past shows. You should be able to pick those up in iTunes. I think you should, because I laid it all out, man. <laughs> I can't do it right now because I'm too happy about this victory. But check it out. I still love Al Davis, but he sure did screw the pooch on that particular party. So who we got next on the bone line? We got to AC in the house. <laughs>
7: Hey, Greg, Randy. This is Raider AC up here in Oregon. I'm listening to the podcast before the Jets games, but uh, I hope we can do something different. That Saints game was the most disappointing game I think I've ever seen. I think Jamarcus Russell does suck as of right now. The guy's accuracy is horrible. He either throws 10 feet over your head or, or at your feet or two feet behind you. It's just ridiculous. Our offensive line maybe needs to open up bigger holes running. I mean, we should be running better than we are. Maybe they're keying on it. Doesn't really matter because we're not taking advantage of it in the passing game, that's for sure. And I just think some of these Raider fans are pretty unrealistic. Anybody sticking up for Al Davis now just needs to think about what they're saying. This guy has fucked up this organization, top to bottom. I mean, horrible. We're not going to be able to find any decent coach that wants to come here until he leaves. Until until then, I don't think we're going to be very good. Might be able to get to average. Who knows? I, I hope I'm wrong. And, you know, I mean, our receivers aren't very good. Quarterbacks aren't very good. Got a good tight end that we never throw the ball to. Uh, you know, as far as defense goes, uh, you know, I'm listening to uh, I I don't know his name, and no disrespect or anything, saying that we could be as good as, as the 85 Bears or the Ravens team. I mean, I used to think that on paper it looked like it too, but I mean, Kirk Morrison's one of my favorite players, but he's not a middle linebacker. I'm done thinking about it. He's not. He needs to be moved to the outside. We need a middle linebacker that can just stuff the run and. Put some fear into these running backs, and it's not Morrison. we got good cover linebackers, nobody to stop the run. Tommy Kelly doesn't get a push. I mean, we're going backwards when they're, when the other team's running the ball. D'Angelo Hall, I don't think the a very good man cover guy. I mean, Jabril Wilson's a stud. He's coming up, and he's hitting people. Michael Hoff, I'm done defending this guy. That We need a better free safety. I mean shit hopefully Taylor Mays comes out of SC this year we'll grab him at free safety. Yeah, How about that I don't know man <laughs> I don't know what else to say I hope we wouldn't beat the Jets man I, and as far as us uh, dropping into a zone against uh, Brett Favre that would be the most stupidest thing because he comes from a west coast offense in Green Bay and he dig and dunk us all day we just need to hit him in the mouth and that's the only way we're going to have any chance Anyways, you trade Justin Fargus and Bush, you guys are fucking idiots, and I'll be pissed. That's not the way to do it. Anyways, I don't know what else to say. Good day, sir.
0: Well, Raider AC, I got to tell you this. We didn't play zone, and our defense came in huge. And you know that because you saw it. We won the game, and everything you talked about uh, is actually true. Kirk Morrison isn't a good middle linebacker. We need a beast with a, about 265, a monster there with monster arms that just grabs people and rips them to the ground. That's what we need in the middle. We don't have it yet, but we might get one next year in free agency or pick one up in the draft. Yes, Huff is a bust. He's a definite big bust. And, well, thank goodness we had Harry and Eugene because he came in and made some really clutch tackles for us. And yes, of course Gabriel Wilson is a stud. Kelly showed up this game and like I said they had no zone and we won. Padna, you were there. I know you were watching. So I know you're smiling about this too, man. Good call. Good call. Okay, who's up next? We got Raider Noid in Oregon. <laughs>
8: Raider Greg, Raider Noid, up in Oregon. Hey, listen, it's all good. You know, Kippen's gone, and it's like blood under the bridge. So we got to move on. The Jets are coming into town, and we're going to show them how to flame out their engines. The locker room should be back, one would hope. I'm glad you're back. That uh, gave us a little heart stopper up here in Oregon when the podcast, uh, when you took a little break there, and we didn't get any warning on that, so... Anyway, we're all happy. Tonight, we're going to go out and we'll sacrifice a virgin. I mean, some brain cells down at the local pub, riding our black and silver Harleys. We might even get together and fly down old Raider 1, join you for a game or two. Anyway, I hope everything's going well down there, and uh, we'll see you soon. Oregon's out.
0: Yeah, well, Raider Noid, I'm glad you're trying to console me because, you know, you could tell how pissed I was. I was extremely bothered up until this game. You know, wins do a lot for people, certainly did a lot for me. And yeah, man, get on that bad motor scooter and ride down here and see a game, Padna. Love to see you. Come on down because it'll be great. It's always good in the Mecca. You know that, brother. And you're always welcome for sure. So bring your ass down here and get into a game before the season's out, hopefully while there's still some good weather. Okay, who we got next? We got the Iron Raider.
3: Hello, Raider Greg, Randy, the nation. This is the Iron Raider calling again. Looks like you guys got some great weather up there in Oakland. I wish I could be there at the game just watching it. Uh, With all the heartache, all the pain so far this, uh, this season, I don't know why I watch, but I do. I love the Raiders and hope we win. Go Raiders.
0: Well, Iron Raider, I'll tell you why you watch. Because you're Raider Nation, that's why. Because you can't wash it off. No, you can't cut it off. No, you're Raider Nation for life, brother. Whether you like it or not, you're going to watch the games and you're going to either be pissed or you're going to be happy as hell. And that's just the way it has to be. Get over it, because you know we all have to. I love it. Okay, who's coming up next? We got the Shady Raider. What's
1: up, Raider
4: Nation? This is the Shady Raider. Hey, I'm watching the Raider game right now against the Jets. We have the most penalties I've ever fucking seen in the game. But I'm still holding it positive. It's 3-3. We're driving down the field. Hopefully... This flag is not on us. We are fucking sick and tired of this shit. Where's
2: the fucking discipline? God damn it!
4: Discipline. That's all we need. And uh, I got my boy standing next to me. Hardcore Raider fan. He's always been a Raider fan. And so have I. So we got to win this fucking game. We got to fucking stop fucking around and committing so many goddamn penalties. Obviously, we all know that. But we got to stop shooting ourselves in the foot. I'm fucking staying positive. The record ain't looking so good right now. And at this point, we need to fucking do a big. Here, I'm going to pass this over. Raider Greg, this is a new color on the fucking bone line. Here we go. Right here, the shady Raider sidekick. The Dark Knight, baby. I ain't talking Batman. I'm talking Oakland, Oak Town. My goddamn team. Right now, bold statement. Second quarter, 635 to go. We will win this game. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. You want to know about me, look up Mike E. Timos. I'll sell it for you, E-T-I-M-O-S, on the Wall of Fame. You'll find my name. Reg, I'm out. Love it. Later. We got to do it big. We got to fucking do it. Fargus is looking cool. DMC. Let's get a little Michael Bush. How about on the fucking two and three yard line? Why don't we give it to Michael Bush? He can fall over for fucking two yards. Give me a fucking break. Let's go. Tom, the cable guy, we need to get it fucking started. We need to do it big. Let's fucking do it. Man This is the Shady Raider. I'm out.
0: Those penalties, man. I'm telling you for sure. There were three in one series in a row. It was brutal, man. It was brutal. You were thinking, oh, gosh, please, not today. 85 yards worth. Unacceptable for the coach. But we pulled out a victory just like you guys said. Keep doing that. Whatever you're doing over there, keep doing it. Especially you, Dark Knight. Seems like you got the touch, partner. Keep going, man. I love the calls. Good calls. Good take. Keep on coming back to the bone line, brothers. Okay, who we got next? Raider Tim from Oklahoma.
8: What's up, nation? This is Raider Tim calling from
4: Oklahoma watching Brett Favre walk off the field with his head down because the Raiders win it in OT, baby, 16-13. That's what I'm talking about. Boy, this win feels so good to get. Maybe we can start building off of that. Maybe Tom Cable can start getting some things going.
8: Let's get some momentum going and head into next week kicking our opponents about that time. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, doing a good job on the podcast still. I hope to listen to the next one. Looking forward to it. Go
0: Raiders. That's right. A victory, a sweet victory, and one well-deserved for sure, especially for the home crowd. And it was good for everybody. I don't care where the hell you were. <laughs> when you see the Raiders win, you got to take it and run with it and just enjoy the victory, man. Enjoy it all week because we had another game on Sunday. But I'm just thinking about living in the moment. The Raiders were victorious, and that was beautiful. Who's next? HVAC Miller coming at you. With his family.
2: Hey Raider Greg, this is HVAC Miller out here in Lake Elsinore. I just got done watching the game and I am so ecstatic. I cannot believe the way these guys play today. I can't believe that it took so long in the overtime for us to get that field goal. And Janikowski set no record. Hell yeah, I had my kids watching, my wife, everybody. Say go Raiders.
1: Say go Raiders. Go
3: Raiders. That's how we
0: raise them. Great take, man. And that is how he raised him. That is precious, man. That's very cool. That's what I did to my kids, too, just to tell you. Okay, who we got rolling up next? We have the Archangel. Hit it, my man.
2: Yes, this is Archangel from Stone Mountain, Georgia, outside Atlanta, Georgia, giving you guys a phone call. Well, a win is a win although it shouldn't have never came to that. But uh, we'll take it, right, Raider fans? But uh, anyway, uh, Raider Greg, I heard you ask me to give you a call and let you guys know about Greg Knapp, uh, what you see is what you get. All he's really good at is really taking a nap when as far as sitting on the ball. Uh, very conservative play caller. Uh, he can call some good running plays, as you all could have seen, because that's how Atlanta was leading the league in rushing those uh three years ago uh, in a row when Michael Vick was there. And as you can see, that's why Michael Vick was deemed not a good passer because all he's good for is when he does have a passing play called by Greg Knapp, he'll tuck the ball under his arm and take off running. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, it well, actually it would have been nicer if Jamarcus Russell would be just like that if you don't have anybody open to take off and run just like Michael Vick did. So, uh, anyway, that's what Greg Knapp is all about. Good win by the Raiders. Uh, the defense did an outstanding job because I know they were extremely tired because of all the three-and-outs by the offense for the Raiders. Uh, Al Davis, if you going to do anything, not only do you need to get rid of your defensive coordinator, who's been doing a decent job so far, but still, when he goes, Greg goodnap need to go too because uh, I'm tired of these guys getting down there in the red zone and not scoring touchdowns. Every time we get in the red zone and when we do get a touchdown, it get called back because of stupid penalties. And then we go ahead and we kick field goals. William Harris, has been getting all those penalties, his ass should have been taken out of the game a long time ago or either cable need to have a talk with him saying, hey, because of all the penalties you had in this game, I'm going to have to sit you down and put some on your players just like they did as far as with the defense. But well, anyway, a win is a win. Go Raiders. Talk to you guys later. Peace.
0: Well, thank you, man. I appreciate you coming up with the Greg Knapp story. I'm going to tell you all out there, man. This cat knows football. If you haven't heard the Archangel before, you better listen to this guy because he's pretty smart. And what you said is right. It should never have come down to the overtime because this is a better team than that, even though we won. And I understand that too. But, man, those penalties killed us. And, yes, Rob Ryan, five years, man, we don't have a dominating – that defense better play dominating the rest of the season. I mean shut people out if he keeps his job. If they don't, he's got to go. And Greg Knapp is conservative. I've told you before. I've said it before. I just want to get a confirmation that he likes to sit on a lead. This is not a mystery. Everybody knows it. So Greg taking a nap probably got a kick in the ass from Tom Cable to do something besides sit, and that's probably what happened. It might be a good combination. Who knows? I know one thing. We won, and I'll take it, just like the rest of the Raider Nation. Who else we got on the board? We got Raider Tatum, that's right, this guy's coming in all the time. Come on, partner, give it to me.
5: Raider Greg, I'm just kind of static. this is Raider Tatum. It's about fucking time. Holy shit, I, I, I am just, it's about goddamn time. I don't really have anything else. As always, God bless every each, each and every one of you. And hopefully I don't sound this stupid the next time I call in, but it's about fucking time. Long live the Sabbath. Take care.
0: Man, everybody has an off day, but you said everything that mattered. We won. We won. I could tell you were happy we won. Enough said, Padna. That's all you got to say here. You know that. So that's it. Who we got next? rayda Dan from Oak Town? Let's hear it, man. What you got to say? <laughs> Yo, Raider Greg,
1: this is Raider Dan calling for the very first time in your podcast, buddy. And I just want to let you know I'm leaving the Raider game, and the Raider Nation has been successful. I just want to tell you that I appreciate your podcast. You tell it like it is, and I don't want you to be worried about being negative, because you are telling the truth. We almost lost that game so many different times. I'm not saying it's not great that we won, because... We did win, and it was great, but I'm just telling you, there were people in the stands saying, throw the ball, and as soon as we started throwing the ball, Marcus Wilson was overthrowing, and we almost lost the game. Bottom line is this. you're telling the truth, if I wanted to drink Kool-Aid, I'd be calling Al Davis' phone line. So you'd be good, and I came to try and see you at your barbecue, but I got there too late because Bart was all fucked up. I don't know if Al's running that now. Talk to you later, buddy. Bye.
0: Well, thanks, Raider Dan. You're leaving the game. I know you felt good because the whole nation was rocking and rolling, just like you know because you were there to see it. What a difference, huh? First of all, let me thank you for listening to the show. You're living right here. You're going to the games. It's awesome that we have a local fan that's paying attention to the Raider Nation podcast. That's very cool. Plus, thanks for the props on uh, what I'm talking about, man. I appreciate that Kool-Aid comment. That's very important to me because I don't drink the Kool-Aid, I just, it's nice to know that I'm not the only one thinking those things. <laughs> and other Raider fans have the same opinion, man. You guys are the bomb. Thanks for being a first-time caller. Raider Dan, don't be a stranger. Patna come back on in. Good call. Who we got next? We have, for your listening pleasure, Tommy, the New York Raider. Hit it, Tommy. <laughs>
4: We beat the Jets twice, baby. We beat the Jets twice. We beat the Jets twice. I can work tomorrow for free. It is Tommy the New York Raider. And I'm loving life right now. My phone's almost about to die because I've called every single fucking Jets man that I don't know. That's talk shit since the beginning of the year. How they're going to stop us out. And we beat the Jets today twice. Not once, but twice. I'm loving life. Loving life. Oh, man, I wish I was there. I was in my house bugging out by myself because if I would have sat down and watched that game with anybody I knew that was a Jet fan, possibly could have lost a friendship and possibly would have went to jail for murder. But that did not happen, baby. I'm loving it. All I got to say is, I'm not even going to talk about all the boneheaded fucking mistakes. I don't care about that right now. I don't care. We won the game. I can go to work tomorrow for free. They They wouldn't have to pay me. But I would never tell him that I'm loving it. Go read it, baby! Go read it! Stop the New York again. I just, I don't know if you fully understand how excited I am about this fucking win. Oh my god, it's like been over for at least an
1: hour already. I'm fucking doing car wheels in the house, baby! Yes!
0: Could you tell by his voice, do you think? Now, there were two calls there, folks. One was just the first preliminary launch. And the second was just telling you how it is to live in the hostile territory of New York City and deal with the local Jets phenomena, especially since Tommy, his best friend, is a Jets fan. And I wish I could be there. I wish Tommy would have brought you here for this game because it would have been beautiful. <laughs> And I'm so happy you went to work. It's a great thing when you can go in hostile territory and say, what you got to say? Where's your team at now? Brett Favre! Brett Favre! I'm sure you used a lot of them, man. Right on, Tommy. It's good to hear from your brother. And I'm so glad they won for you. Man, I'm so glad. Who is next? Raider Dave. Raider Dave, what's up, partner? <laughs> Hey,
9: Raider Greg and Randy, this is Raider Dave in Washington. Now that's what I'm talking about.
3: That's how good our defense is. They took
9: Brett Favre and made him look mediocre. That is what I am talking about. Two picks and a fumble recovery on the special teams. That was a good game by our defense. Hey, and Jay Russ didn't look that bad. Didn't look that bad. He played well enough to win, and they did. That's all I've got.
0: Bye. That's right, man. Two picks, a fumble recovery, and Jay Rush played well enough to win. I couldn't have said it better myself. Great for victory, huh? Nice call. Good take. Who's on the line next? We have the Virginia Raider. Raider
9: Nation, what's up? It's Virginia Raider. Just calling in to... Congratulate the team today. Played well. Um, great to come away with a win, especially against the Jets. But we should win every time at home no matter what. We've got the best crowd in the NFL and stadium might not be the greatest, but you still can't beat the black hole, baby. Glad with a two and four right now. The way the season's gone, I mean we could be we could be five and one, but two and four. I mean, can't ask for much more with Kiffin being fired and all that. But um, the, the big thing now is the schedule. It's gonna, it's only going to get harder. Got to go to Denver. Got to go to San Diego. Chiefs come into town, but you never can count them out, as bad as they may be. we got to go to New England, Carolina. So, like I said, the is going to be tough. Maybe we can still a few, I hate to say steal games, but... Right now, we just need to get to to, to the offseason because uh, free agency just, just signing the players that we have on our team now back, uh, the big contract guys. That's going to set the tone for next season and years to come. So uh, we need to play better, try to lure these guys to stay in Oakland and get some more talent and uh, keep building. I hate doing this every year, but... I know we'll get back to greatness, it's only a matter of time. But uh, for now, I'm out. Peace.
0: You're damn straight you should be winning every time at home. That's what I always say. I say if you're going to win anywhere, you should win at home because we have the best fans in sports, and I'm not talking about just the NFL. I'm talking about the best damn fans in sports. And, yeah, we got a tough schedule coming up here, but we should be able to win some games. We, if we're progressing and if that's the way things are going, if we're going positive, then I think we should be able to pull some of these games out, especially the Chiefs for sure, at least that game. And I'd love to see us take the Panthers down. That'd be a real shocker to everybody. And as far as free agency goes, yes, we have to sign a Samoa to a real contract. We have other players that are coming up. We're going to have to put together good contracts for Burgess. we got people coming up. So we got a lot of work to do. It's not over. Our new coach hopefully will have a similar playbook. We can only pray um, that that's going to be the case. But I don't think it's going to be basic cable. We'll see. We're 2-4 and four right now. We can only go up. And I'd love to be in a battle for first place of the AFC West, especially if the Broncos keep losing and along with those on San Diego chargeless or like sexy Raider chick likes to call them, The dead batteries. Okay, who's rolling on the show now? Let's see. We have, of course, my good brother, Juan Jorge. That's man, the man in the house. That's right. Let's hear from you, Juan. What you got to say, brother?
8: Say to Greg. Man, what a win. What a win. Overtime. What a win, dude. What a day to be a Raiders fan. What a day. we I mean, wow, we deserve this win so much. Not that we played as good as we should have, but, you know, just win, baby. And, you know, after this game, I really sat hard and I thought about it. Well, pick the game apart as if you lost. What could we do better? How could we do it? And what was our weaknesses and our strengths? Our weaknesses were, Jamarcus Russell, he's still not ready. I'm a believer that he's still growing and that he gets better as games go by, except for the Saints game. But every other game, he's been getting better and progressing. Our defense, dude, I got to tip my head off of them. They played their hearts out. They played with passion. They played with a purpose, a purpose to win. And dude, that game gave me almost gave me so many heart attacks. When, um, when Tom Cable called a timeout, that was ridiculous. But you know what? In my opinion, I don't think you should ice the kicker when the team is going to tie the game. I only think that a kicker should be iced if they're going for the win. For say, if the game was 13-13, and if they would have made a field goal, would have been 16-13. But they were just going to tie Worst comes to worst, it goes to overtime. Good thing. Um, they miss it. And they did miss it, but he called a timeout. Anyways, you know, I that's what I think. I don't think an i kicker should be iced. But great win, guys. we got Baltimore on the road next week. I think we can take them. We just have to do better offensively. And we go Raiders. And what a day to be a Raider fan, guys. All right, late.
0: That's right, Juan. What a day to be a Raider fan. That is correct. It was a great day all the way around. You called it just like I called it, too. The defense came in huge. The offense tried to give the game away a couple times. We kept sputtering but kept making it happen. Definitely a win. I'll take it because we won, and that's what counts. And, boy, did you feel the release at that game. Boy, I know I felt it. We needed a win huge, and we got it. And I'm glad you were there to see it, man. I'm glad that everybody got to see it because we needed a home win big time. Big time at home. Thanks for calling in, brother. Always a good take. All righty. Who we got coming up next? We have Raider Ryan from Nebraska. Hit it, brother.
3: Hey, Raider Greg, long-time listener. Ryan from Nebraska. Just wanted to call and comment on the Raiders wins over the Jets. Team overall played well. Uh, from Jay Russ actually performing well to Javon I need a Walker actually being productive. Uh, I think he had 75 yards and our lone touchdown, so he had a pretty good day. Uh, the defense played excellent. I think Trevor Scott was one of the few bright spots with his two sacks, uh, one which came in overtime, uh, and finally Seabass Bass did something that hasn't happened in the past few years. Uh, he came up when we needed him to, and nailed the longest field goal in overtime in NFL history. Um, go Raiders. Uh, Raider great Raider, and Randy, great job on the show. This is Ryan from Nebraska. Peace.
0: Well, man, that's right. All phases of the game were popping. Not a powerhouse, but we got the job done. I'm happy about that. Let's hope we can build on this progress and keep things going. Thanks for the prop on the show, man. I'm glad you enjoy it. All you guys, I'm glad you guys enjoy it. I enjoy doing it. Randy does, man. We have a great time. We love meeting you guys. We love doing this show. I can't tell you how much fun it is. So let's roll on to the next bone line person. Let's hear it. Who we got next? We got Rayda Quincy from Chicago. Right on, man. Let's hear it, man, from the Windy City. Roll. (coughs)
10: What up, Raider Greg? Raider Nation, Raider Quincy out here in Chicago chapter of the Raider Nation. Wanted to tell you last week, man. I was the first time caller last week, and I also wanted to tell you how much I love your show. Listen every week, shit is baller. I was just too pissed off last week to even remember to say any of that shit. But anyway, calling out here from rainy, shitty Chicago, but I know there's the sun shining on the Raider Nation today, boy. Man, it is not Russell, dude. I know I know he looked a little exadaisical last week. It's the receivers, man. It's the offensive line. I mean, look at this week. He shined. He's like a star. After those three huge drops, Schillings in the end zone, Walker late there in the fourth quarter would have set us up for some field goal range on a third down. Huge. Three huge drops in that game. Marcus should have been 20 at 30. Great completion percentage. Looked good yesterday. Throwing the Miller a lot, good. The dude is reliable. He's going to catch your balls. Um, Andrew Walter, come on, man. We all watched this guy choke, statue boy, year after year. Talk about not making decisions. Holy shit. But uh, overall, man, things think it looked good yesterday. It looked real good. Keep giving the fat in that ball. Russell's got a few things he needs to patch up. He does need to look off some receivers. He's got a strong arm, man. He's accurate. These guys are just dropping his balls. Come on, man. You notice he didn't throw to Curry once yesterday because that guy sucks. This guy's a chump. He couldn't catch a ball from Walter. He can't catch a ball from J-Mark. He can't catch a ball, man. He's a quarterback. Shit, he came in as a quarterback. But anyway, love you, man. Love what you do. Raider Nation, let's go get another one next week. man. Let's get 500. Let's do this.
0: Pace. Well, that's right. Jamarcus Russell did play better. And I think our offensive line is protecting him just fine. I think our running game's good. Our receivers are fine. I just think that there has to be a chemistry, and he's learning it. Let's hope that it's going forward. You know, I like. I saw the improvement. I give him props. I'll give him props every time he plays well, and hopefully he'll improve. And you're dogging my man, Walter? Come on, dude. Walter was underneath Tom Walsh and Art Shell, the eight-step drop kings. Most sacks in the NFL. Our line was sucking. We didn't have Tom Cable. You got to give this man a chance to play. The statue couldn't make a decision. He didn't have time to make a decision. Man, you can't you can't scrap on my boy Walter because I I ain't buying it because he's a great quarterback and if he ain't playing good for us he'll play somewhere else and light up the house. I'm gonna tell you right now, but that's my opinion anyway. <laughs> so this my boy. Okay, man, thanks for your take. Good take from the windy city of Chicago. Keep them coming, brother. Who we got next on the show? Raider Quincy rolls in again with another take on, Wal- on uh, Jay Russ. Let's hear it.
10: Raider Greg, what up? Raider Quincy hitting you back. Man, I'm sitting here watching the tape. Like you told me to watch the tape last week, this week. I don't know how you don't see this kid's talent, man not trying to argue with you, but, man, this guy's got talent. He wasn't the number one overall pick for no reason. Took LSU to the national title game. Man, he might have the strongest arm the NFL's ever seen. And as far as I see, he's accurate. Every one, every pass right on the hands, man. He's only 23 years old, trying to make that NFL transition. Uh, five touchdowns, two picks on the year, man. Good decisions one of those picks if I remember right week one or two was a shovel pass to uh, McFadden and uh, D-Lineman picked it off so I don't know this is our future nation let's get behind this kid he's all we got going right now I mean last week it looks like maybe he was uh, a little shook maybe a little scared for his job after seeing what happened to Kiffin Uh, let's make him comfy here nation let's support this kid he's got like I said last week a lot of talent man a lot of talent These receivers need to squeeze the ball, getting downfield. I mean, the touchdown to Walker that was a game-winner. Frick, man, the guy was elusive, jumped out of the pocket. was about to be sacked, about to be sacked. So things are looking up. Had to just call in again. Get everybody behind Russell. He's our future nation. Peace out,
0: partner. Well, man, i got to agree with you. i got to argue with you because he is an accurate passer when he gets the ball in there, and our receivers have been dropping the ball, and that's the way it goes. And I have to agree that he's improving and he's getting better, and if you see him, he's got great mechanics, and he does roll out of the pocket, and when he's good, he's good. But when he's bad, he's not that good. But like you said, we have to get behind him, and trust me, the Raider Nation gets behind this kid. You don't have to call him, but when he rolls out, People give this guy all the props. Trust me, I'm screaming there, too. I want him to do better. I want him to be our quarterback of the future. I would love to eat my words every single game. So trust me, man, I want to see him light up the house just like you. And I think he's got all the skills. Let's just hope that he can put them together along with our receivers. Man, it takes a magic potion. They have to be together. They have to be on the same page. If they can find that magic in the Raider Nation, even this season, we could blow some people away. Let's hope it happens. I hope it happens. Believe me, I'm behind him 110%. <laughs> long as he approves, man. Just like everything else, it's about winning. And you know what I'm talking about, brother. All right, who's next? Raider Mike. Come on in, Raider Mike. You know where you are.
5: Raider Craig. It's Raider Mike, you can tell my voice is a little hoarse, from yelling my ass off. The game yesterday versus the New York Jets, get their ass handed to them in overtime, not allowing Brett Favre to be Brett Favre, was very, very nice. But what I really call the bone line is to get some love from you, Raider Greg, on Sebastian Janikowski, I remember earlier this year, show number one ninety whatever, you were just saying he was Janikowski or Shinkowski or whatever your word was. But how do you love him now, buddy? First round pick, single-handedly won that game, longest field goal in NFL history at overtime, longest field goal. In Raider history ever, and he broke his record for the third straight time. I, you know, how do you like that first-round pick? Now, that man is the man, dude. So, um, anybody who wants to dog on Steve just better back off because that man single-handedly wins this football team games, and uh, he's well worth that first-round pick. Anybody who says that he isn't is an idiot. But um, anyway, I just want to say. Great game. Love it. And I um, hope they get more of those wins. And it looks like uh, Tom, you know, that's my nickname for him, Tom, got us a win. Yes, same amount of wins Kiffin got this entire year and almost the last half of last year. He's got as many wins as Kiffin's already got. Thank you very much. There's only two
0: games. Goodbye. I got to give props. I have got to give props to Janikowski because he is awesome. We've picked him a first round pick. We've had him on the team for 9 seasons. The guy has gotten better this year especially with his conditioning which has improved markedly and his own lips have said it. Um yes, and in the past he has cost us some games too, but overall consistently the one of the best pick kicker actually has the record for touchbacks. So I got nothing to complain about, man. I know during the first round pick, when he got picked, there were other people, just like there always are, that we could have picked that would have been better. And you never know, you don't have the Ouija board. But as far as this pick goes, I have no complaints that we picked Jano in the first round. He has definitely paid for himself more than one time and definitely paid for himself at this game. And your name for Tom, the cable guy, is Tom? Well, that's good, man, because he deserves respect after this game. He did, I think, kick Nap in the ass and make him do some different plays and got some more aggression. I hope this duo continues to do the same thing and works hard to maybe put some more aggressive plays on the field and things that are a little more imaginative, just like that fake punt. That was a great play along with going forward in certain situations, which I know Nap wouldn't have, so I know that had to be Tom, or I call him basic cable, no disrespect, he's going to get the enhanced cable, he starts winning, you know what I mean. But you know, all the love to Seabass, and he deserves it, and yes, I did give him a ration of shit, and I'll eat my words right now because he did win this game, and you are 100% correct. But we've got to wait for see what happens with Tom. But man, it's good to hear from you, Raider Mike. You are true blue, Raider Nation. I've talked to you. I've seen your eyes. You're a fan. I could tell by your voice. We were all hoarse. What a great victory. What a great way to walk out of the stadium. I know you were digging it. I sure as hell was. Okay, who we got next on the bone line? We have the Washatonian Raider. Man, you got a lot to say, so let's hear it.
11: Raider Greg, this is Washingtonian Raider. Got a couple of notes that I just wanted to bring up after watching this last game. Well, Tom Cable got his first win, but, you know, the first game we played against New Orleans, he wanted to be different. He wanted to put Jamarcus Russell back there, passing without any rush, and it just didn't work out. Kiffin knew that wouldn't work. Second game, he comes out. He tries to get more balance but he rushes Fargus 25 times with only 80 yards. It wasn't working. So what's going to happen next week against Baltimore? I bet you you're going to see Jamarcus taking the safe passes. You're going to see Justin Fargus getting a good balance between him and McFadden, which is where Kiffin would have been initially. So it took two games to test things out, and now we're going right back to where Kiffin started us off as. So Cable really hasn't showed any innovation. Um, he's just not the guy. Aside from that, uh, it was a good defensive game, I thought. Offense needed some help. Um, my uh, my next point is Kwame Harris needs to go. Um, he's just consistently jumping offside. Michael Huff is an official bust at this point. Number six overall, he's definitely a bust. Um, last point is uh, with Nambi, and uh, the corners. For some reason, he was manning up against the number three receiver and just locked on him all game, which is kind of bizarre because they've got two other receivers who are better, in Nkotri and Lavernius Coles, and for some reason, Rob Ryan isn't using him to his potential. Um, typically, he just plays the left side of the field. D'Angelo Hall, who's getting burned, plays the right side of the field. And at this point, you know, I'm not saying it's D'Angelo Hall's fault anymore. It's actually a coaching problem because they need to switch D'Angelo Hall to the left side, put Nambi on the right side. Most quarterbacks favor that right side. So by putting our best corner on the side that gets the most looks, you're utilizing him better. So D'Angelo Hall, yeah, he's played well this last game. But if he continues to get burned on that right side, you know what? There is there is some fault with him. But at this point, when you keep doing the same thing over and over again, it's a coaching problem. So Rob Ryan needs to get Namdi comfortable on the right side and move D'Angelo Hall on the left side. I think all those changes would uh, make it a bit more competitive. Uh, go Raiders! I'm gonna be hoping uh, watching the game and. Hoping they kill
0: Baltimore. Well, man, I gotta dissect what you got going here. You know, Kiffin's gone. Let's just leave it at that because we we're kind of kid. We gotta go past Kiffin, and this whole Raider Nation has to move beyond because he's gone. His offense might be here, but we're dealing with the aspects of his offense. I do think Cable and Nap have come across the formula. I hope that they get that together and continue to use that same formula and develop this quarterback and team the way they're doing it. They did have a good balance, like you said, and, uh, you know, that's the way it goes. Quame Harris definitely is uh, not working for us, but he seems to be doing something. He's given good time, in, uh he's blocking well for the pass. You can't take him out if he's blocking well for the pass. Even though the penalties hurt us, he's allowing Russell to get those the time he needs. Huff is a bust. I just hope we don't hang on to him like Gibson year after year after year. As far as Ryan goes, I've said it before. Rob Ryan's had five years to get this defense together. If he doesn't put it together this season and dominate for the rest of the year, I think he should be out of a job, and we should give someone else the reins at the defensive job. You know, he's pretty cocky about that, but, man, He's had a lot of time and a lot of money spent on his side of the ball for five years. Think if he had an offensive coach and we were struggling like this after five years. He would be history. Yes, that's why I say about the play calling. You know, he did a great job on this game, though. I can't say much about him not calling a good game. I know D'Angelo Hall was on the strong side where the quarterback likes to throw. I think that was the game plan to begin with because Gabriel hung on that side, too. We did have some other action going on there. Um, I just think that our, our that side was covered because look what happened. Brett Favre didn't do nothing. He didn't go anywhere. I was more concerned with our running defense than anything else because they were just blowing through us on the run. That hurt me a lot. That's why we need a big middle linebacker. Uh, not that Morrison's a bad guy, but he needs to be on the outside to work the pass routes and also take the run on the corners because that's when we need our speed. They're working the corners everywhere, and that was not good for us. Thanks for the call-in, brother. I appreciate it. Keep them coming. So what is going on next? Who is calling up next? Let's hear. Who do we got? That's right. He's coming on you. He's coming at you. The Preacher. Hit it, brother. <laughs> This
12: is the preacher coming at you all from the Coliseum where I just got through watching my first Raiders game this season. And I tell you, can you believe that shit? Was that not one of the best performances that we have seen in the years, in all the years of our team? That was off the hook. Those boys came through. They not only came through for the coaches, They came through for the fans, and they came through for themselves. That was a fabulous game, and that was a game that we knew they could win, and they went out and won. Now, before we get to everything else on the game, I want to first do a shout-out on behalf of myself and my wonderful wife, sexy Raiders chick. I want to thank Raider Gray. I want to thank Raider Randy. I want to thank the Tokai Raider for all their hospitality and the wonderful greeting that we got yesterday at Kingsford Kirk's tailgate. I'm telling all you all, if you want to go to a hopping tailgate, meet X-Raider players, and just have a wonderful good time, that tailgate was off the hook. And just a special shout from me to Greg, Randy, and Tokai88, thank you for making me and my wife feel welcome and, and and wanted. And, you know, we really appreciated the hospitality that you boys gave us. We were talking about just, just hours after the game, how wonderful it was to finally meet you guys. And we hope it's the first of many means. And for all you fans out there, I'm telling you, before the game you go go to a tailgate, meet Greg and Randy, these guys are just great. I'm telling the first thing Randy and Greg said, Preacher man, preacher man, yo the beer's over here. Now that's some hospitality. Before I say a word hey, the beer's over here, grab one, have a good one. Thank you. Now let's talk about the game. Come on, brothers and sisters. This was a test of faith. It was a test of faith not only for the fans, but for the players, for the coaches and all of us in the Raiders world out there. When you get to the wall, you either crouch down and cower at the bomb or you find a way to get over it. And when the Jets went down and scored that tying field goal, a lot of people just say, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. It's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. But did it happen again? No, because they found a way over that wall. First, it started in overtime with Scott making that Sack of the farm boy Brett Favre, and people start to believe, and you saw it in the eyes. They start to believe, and then came around. We got them three and out one time, three and out again, three and out another time, and then what you saw is more faith when we marched down and we got that kick. And so you know, at this at this point, I gotta give props yesterday to Coach Cable. Not only did he have the faith in his punt team to do the fake, fake punt, but he had faith in Jay Russ in overtime to make two huge passes over the middle. And then he had the faith in Chandler to make a 57-yard NFL and Raider record-winning field goal. That is faith. And hopefully this will be the start of a good turnaround and many good Raider victories for the rest of this season. Now to the game stats, brothers and sisters. And by the way, don't get me wrong. I know there's still work to be none, but what a rush in this victory. So let's take a look at the game stats. Brothers and sisters, three solid game stats that stand out to me. Stat number one, sacks. The Jets only got one sack on Jamarcus Russell, and he did not fumble. And the Reds had three huge sacks on um, Brett Favre Beans. Number two, turnovers. Once again, Jets had three turnovers. rares zero. zero. It's not nothing. Perfect. And finally, let's take a look at the stats between Brett Favre Beans and our Jamarcus Russell. Brett Favre, 21 of 38 for 197 yards and two, count them, Two beans served up, two father beans, one to D'Angelo Hall and one to Jabril Wilson, served up on the platter. Hey, Jamarcus Russell, what did he do? 17 of 30 for two oh three and the touchdown. Who was a better quarterback? Stats don't lie. It was J. Russ. And one last thing. You guys, you want to know how I like my father beans? I like my father being served up with a nice tea and a Raiders win. Once again, props to my boys. They came out, they hit that wall, and they came over the wall. Let's see what happens next week. I got some faith. I got faith that they can beat the Ravens. Let's see what happens. This is a preacher. We'll see you again next time. Peace.
0: Yeah, man, it was great to see you, meet you, and Sexy Raiders Chick, your wife. It was great to meet you guys. Tailgate was off the hook, like you said. But mainly, man, Tokai Raider. You know, when you get to see Raider brothers and sisters that you hear on the forum and you hear maybe on the bone line, it really makes a connection come true. You get to see each other face-to-face, share a smile, share a beer, share a handshake and a hug, whatever. It's very cool, man. And you can put a face with with the voice and a face with the name, and you get a, a different connection altogether. It just makes it tighter here on the Raider Nation podcast. I love it, man. I love meeting you guys at the Coliseum. It is a great thing, and you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for the wine and the the barbecue recipe you gave us, man. Very, very cool. Very gracious. Very, very awesome. You are always welcome to party with us, brother and sister, of course. You are always ready. You are always welcome to take the pulpit here on the Raider Nation podcast. That's for sure. Thanks, man. I just appreciate your your uh, generosity. Very, very cool. So uh, please do it again this season. Who do we have next? Our last caller of the show, Raider AC once more. This is post-game. Check out the difference in his tone.
7: What's going on, Raider Nation? This is Raider AC from Portland, Oregon. Calling back. uh, I called after last week's podcast. uh, Got in my call late, so it wasn't on last week, but uh, he might be playing that one just next week, so I thought I'd call and uh, clarify some things. I kind of went on a rant about some of our players and, you know, I called a couple of them out, and uh, I got to say, D'Angelo Hall actually stepped up, played some man coverage against the Jets, and he looked pretty good. If he keeps that up, we might be all right. Of course, Michael Huff dropped an exception. I was riding his numbers, but we won't talk about that. Jabril Wilson continued to be a stud. nomdi is Nomdi. you know, and I, and I said I thought Kirk Morrison maybe we should go to the outside. We need to find a really good run stop and middle linebacker. I love Kirk Morrison. He made some great hits. Well, maybe he can fill that role. We still didn't get very good push on that D-line with Kelly. Now, uh, because they were pushing our pile, and I think they ran. I think Thomas Jones had 160 on us, so that's not very good. But as far as stopping Brett Favre and not dropping 10 yards back every time, I thought we did well. I'm proud. Of I'm, glad to, I'm glad to see that game, even though our coach almost ruined it for us there at the end. But anyways... Jamarcus sometimes took his head out of his butt this week. I appreciate that. He didn't completely stare down the receiver the whole time, not every time. But so maybe he can learn. And Javon Walker made some big catches. Can you believe it? Man, this could actually be a team. You never know. Let's hope so, Raider Nation. And we'll talk to you later.
0: Out. Well, that's right, brother. All those things you said came to pass. All the problems we thought about before and the things that I've been talking about, about our players, D'Angelo Hall. uh, Yes, the run stopping. Yes, the soft zone coverages. All those things that have plagued us in the past did not plague us in this game. It is a sweet victory. you got to love it. you got to give everybody props for playing their ass off because everybody played hard. I know the push you don't think was good. You better look at it again, man. Kelly was right up in there, and that's what gave Trevor Scott the opportunity to make those sacks because Kelly was pushing the other side hard. Our defensive line was great. They collapsed the pocket almost every play. If they wouldn't have, we would have been nickel and diamond torched. So I got to give Kelly some props, too, because our D-line did a great job. I hope they play that strong against Flacco um, over there in Baltimore. I think our team looked just scattered, like I've said before, like a sputtering engine. The Raiders looked like they were getting going. They looked like they were sputtering in the right direction, and it looked like if our defense can be consistent like they were at this game at home and they can take that on the road, Baltimore better watch out because their defense is tired and old in the tooth. And I'm telling you, we got to protect our quarterback. We can win this game and really blow some people's minds. Raider Nation, you got to have a win to pull it out. You got to have a win to pull hope out. And that's what we got at home. It was sweet. And everybody on the bone line says it. You can feel it, you can hear it in their voices. We have a new birth here at the Raider Nation, and that's a new birth at the Raider Nation podcast, too. Because, man, it's tough doing a show when you continue to get pummeled. I just pray that we're going in the right direction. I hope that Tom Cable puts his foot up Greg Knapp's ass and we have some more aggressive play calling in the right times. Pass the ball, ball, don't be afraid. Let's get that ball down the field and keep this thing going. Russell, keep going. The rest of the team, special teams, could really make a mark this game. So I'm praying that we get this thing going and have two wins in a row. Can you believe it? Two freaking wins in a row. We would give Shannarat a freaking stroke right now. And Norv Turner, he'd be, he'd be flipped out too. <laughs> because the Raiders could be on the way up the ladder to win the AFC West. Can you believe it? It is not impossible. Trust me, I know it sounds crazy, but if we could get this offense rolling, our defense could hold. I tell you, if our offense starts to play well, our defense will raise to the occasion. That's the kind of team we have. We just could have some offensive production to rest our defense, and we could be rolling, people. I'm telling you, thank you so much for tuning in to the Raider Nation podcast. I appreciate all you guys, man. I love you guys. We love the nation. Randy and I are here for you. So check it out. Don't forget the Baltimore game, the big party there in Baltimore. You guys get on out there. If you're anywhere near there, you better get a hold of the D.C. Raiders, D.C. Metro Raider Booster Club and get on it because it's going to be a bash and a half. Well, that's this week's show. Let's hope we get in there to Baltimore and kick some ass. This is Raider Greg, and I am out.